0: Tracy Cook and welcome to the podcast series Victim to Victory. This series gives a voice to those that have overcome obstacles in all forms, that dare greatly Mm. to share their real stories. Amazing humans like our upcoming guest that have seen hope and risen above those adversities to become victorious, that now support and inspire others to do the same. And today we are giving a voice to the amazing, the empowering, the real servant. She is a servant. She Mm -hmm. is a leader. And it's Corianne Baptist. Welcome to Victim to Victory. Thank you so much. It's an honour to be here. I really appreciate it. You are more than welcome. Now, I'm just going to share a little bit about Coriani and the communities and lives that she is actually impacting, not only as a life coach, because she helps Black Christian mama entrepreneurs keep their life together so they can fulfill their God given purpose with joy and ease, with joy and ease. That is amazing. Now, not only that, Coriani educates women. Um, in a, a variety of ways, which we're going to find out towards the end of this interview as well. And she also helps small business owners. And there is a lot in there with social media and attraction marketing. Coriani mm-hmm. is blessed to have so many God given talents and mm-hmm. so many resources. And it all starts with her story. This is very personal for her. This is very hard to share our stories. And Coriani is being brave for us today. So, Coriani, who are you and where does your story start?
1: Hello. So I am a, a passionate person and my, my story started at 18. Um, there were five days um, back in February of 98 where I didn't sleep or eat. And my mom, at the time, she didn't know what was happening. She thought, actually, I was on drugs. Come to find out, after being hospitalized for uh, about a week or so, I, I was diagnosed with bipolar. And I had no idea that this genetic thing was happening to me. And throughout my life, I have been in and out of hospitalization. And one thing that really, really gravitated to me is that just because I had this diagnosis, I didn't have to wear it as something fearful or something that, you know, that was a barrier to my life. Like it didn't stop there. Right. I, I was actually blessed to have it. And, um, I, I lost my father, um, this past June, uh, and he, all my life, he was on disability and it was, it was a hard, time growing up in a single family home because daddy wasn't there. He was disabled, so he couldn't be there. And so I, I know how it is to ha- walk in my own mental health journey and then also have that stigma and have that that loss of a of a parent. And my mom is just she's a fantastic person. And, and she did so much and continues to do. Um, I live here in the in the U.S., on the West coast. Um, and, and that's, that's just, that's just a piece of it, but just really understanding the toll on my body and how important sleep (laughs) and food is and, and really self care and the boundary that I was worthy enough to take care of myself and worthy enough to, to have the good food, to drink the good water and to relax in my life not be so overthinking and so anxious about everything you know um, my yoga teacher would say don't wear your shoulders as as uh, earrings right to so just be always like this if I could just be like okay I'm gonna take my breath and I'm going to just proceed so walking in this mental health journey understanding my triggers understanding what's what's important that I need consistently um, and and also really understanding my support system and how much I I cling to my faith to my family to um, sometimes social media being being a support there um, and then you know coming out of that and supporting others.
0: I so, think yeah. your journey is so powerful, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I think um, with your journey as well. Would you mind sharing? What was the, the one defining moment when you thought things have got to change because mm-hmm. you said you were hospitalised, you got that diagnosis because mm-hmm. a lot mm-hmm. of people wait for that diagnosis or that prognosis to make changes. So was mm-hmm. it the actual diagnosis or what was a defining moment where you thought, oh, yeah. I've, got, I've, I've got to take steps and I'm yeah. responsible for this? What, was there any mm-hmm. kind of moments around that?
1: Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it was um, October of 2013. My baby was 10 months old. And um, for 11 days, I was hospitalized and we were nursing. And it was so hard for my husband to, to be okay with saying, honey, you need some support. I can't do much. And in the USA, calling for the authorities as a black family can be terrifying. And I'm so, so grateful that the community that I'm in, there was a hotline that mental health services could come in without the fear of, you know, police brutality. Thank God. And so I remember that day that I spent four hours in the bathtub. I just was all, just in the water. And that's one of the biggest signs is, is being just like in this vicious cycle of not being able to just, you know, come out of it. And so when he called the authorities, I, I literally had to get strapped down and I was postpartum, you know, so there's that piece too as mothers. Um, and so 11 days without her. And after I came out understanding what um, therapy looked like as a new mom, what, um, what self-care self care practices I had to keep up with, you know, non-negotiable <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. sleep, you know, and and knowing my limits. I'm a kind of a person that I like to have my hands in a lot of pots. And, and my husband is really good at like, okay, babe, what if we did this and this, and then, you know, put this aside for a little bit. And he's my, he's my uh, dimmer, just a little bit, <laughs> you know, <laughs> not like stop the flame, but just, just Turn it down just a little, you know. So because he knows that if I always just go, then that that could happen again. So that was just so critical, you know, Mama Bear coming out mm-hmm. and really seeing, hey, you know, time out, Yanni. I, I go by Yanni too. So time out, Yanni, you know, let how how can we revamp this? And it's not like every day is perfect, right? It's still human, still walking in this. And, 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 you know, now it's a part of my daughter's story a little bit too, because I relied on my mom and my husband so much. And so even though I was gone for her for those 11 days, and we have visiting hours, it's like two hours on a Tuesday or Thursday or something ridiculous, you know, I'll, I won't go on my soapbox about the mental health, you know, facilities in the Mm -hmm. USA, but you know what Mm -hmm. I'm saying, so. Um, just knowing that I had them and knowing that she was safe and protected, even though mommy wasn't there, um, was critical. So, um, that's, that is my heart and my mission to talk about mental health and to remind moms that it's okay to not have it all together. It's okay. It's when we want to keep ourselves together when we want to, you know, stop struggling and stuff, there are things that we can do to take care of ourselves, like have a good, healthy support, you know, and be okay with, you know, maybe either raising our hand ourselves or maybe getting a little support of, hey, I I need some intervention here. Because I know a lot of people say, oh, we're super moms and stuff, but I don't want that cape. (laughs) <laughs> i'm a mm-hmm. human <laughs> you know it's too
0: that would be too much you know uh, yeah and so. especially as mothers i mean there's so many plates we got in the air juggling oh. and this right. social expectation that we have to be that social mom and i'm so glad you said that you don't want that cape because who <laughs> you knows no right right we have to kind of put our own oxygen mask on first and mm-hmm. look after ourselves if we don't pour in and love ourselves how can we yeah. pour in and love that support system and our family and friends around exactly. us and the exactly. community around us it all starts exactly. with the self-love so i'm so mm-hmm. glad up and especially yeah. as women you know we're trying to mm-hmm. be so mm-hmm. many things for so many exactly. people and those hats right. are changing yeah expectations and we beat ourselves up and then you know Mm -hmm. we cry in the shower and we get up the next day and we do it again you know yeah Yeah. I I love how you said you put your hand up or you've got kind of the the support to to push your hand as well yeah just having that um support around you like your wonderful husband to kind of go Mm -hmm. hey babe you know just Mm -hmm. right right just chill chill a little bit yeah Yeah, exactly (laughs) you just sit
1: sit down yeah Mm And and also too, Tracy, you know, it's I'm I'm a mom of a daughter and a son. And I want them both to know that mom does step aside and take care of herself. Mm -hmm. Like I'll lock the door and you know, sometimes, right? And mom's in the bathroom, I'll be out in a minute, right? I'm gonna go take a shower, I'm gonna go nap. I, I communicate with that, with them because If, if he choose my son, if he chooses to be married, I want his wife to take a time out. And I definitely want my daughter, if she chooses to be a mom to to already have that ingrained in her, that she is worthy of that self-care always, you know? And so it's not a struggle of hers. It's just natural. Like, yeah, I'm going to go take a nap, you know? So I, I love talking with, with youth and, 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 um, young adults too, when, when things can get kind of, um. You, you want to do all the things with all the people because my mental health story started at 18. Mm-hmm. So, you know, being up late at night and, you know, being in the college dorms and all of that stuff. And when we can t- have a healthy conversation about mental health, especially as, as, you know, teenagers and stuff, then
0: it doesn't have to be all stigmatized as we grow older,
1: and you know, and maybe we don't have to have so
0: much. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah i mean your son and your daughter growing up in a home to kind of recognise the signs i mean they're going to go on mm-hmm. to possibly have relationships and it's going to change the way that they're viewing the world as well and what a lovely legacy to leave oh, your children to be able to recognise the self care and and maybe even recognise signs where they will potentially reach out to someone and go hey are you okay mm-hmm. You know, right, it's just right. to be able to create that kind of uh, yeah. mental health legacy almost. Um, I think mm-hmm. it's one. And I know how you. much um, you're passionate about helping families and helping mm-hmm. communities and finding different ways to actually do things in the communities and, and step yeah. out of that box where we can, you know, we can read our own labels and write our own labels and, and yeah. extend ourselves, grow outside of our comfort zones mm-hmm. um, you know, and still be authentic and still have our mm-hmm. belief system and our core values mm-hmm. in check as well. They're mm-hmm. so valuable. And I believe that um, you're an author in a collaborative book that has just gone to yep. Amazon number one. Produced by the amazing Stacey Hall, and we have yes. your chapter as "Working from My Purple Robe."
1: Yes, yes, a chapter in the Power of Yes series book. Yes. The, the purple robe is literally right here. I was kind of thinking about having it on and I thought, yeah, maybe not. Um, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and, and I love what Stacey Hall says is because when we want to to have that personal development, it's okay to expand our comfort zone. Because just like wearing sleepwear, we want to be comfortable, right? We want to be in our own skin. And we want to do that while we're making sales. And so my chapter is really about when I started with with network marketing, selling knives of all things. I don't do that now. Um, I still have them though in my kitchen. Um, <laughs> I, I was, I was told to do network marketing this way, right. The go mm-hmm. for no, and just make the list of a hundred people and that the that, And it felt weird and odd and this, you know, and, and I'm the type of person where I really like to stay within the rules and, and like check the boxes and also have fun. And so both of those things, I, I felt like obligated, but I was like, I was feeling torn. Like, this is not fun. This is weird. And how many knives can my mom and my mom's friend really buy? Right. So um, no, just to that community, I'm just saying that just wasn't for me. It just felt weird. And so that's what my chapter is about is, is like, like a comfy robe and a com- comfy cells, um, excuse me, um, sleepwear to be okay with that in our, in our, in our business and to just have that, Flow and that ease in our business, and and most importantly, not have to chase people. Like Mm -hmm. I'm a busy person. If folks don't want my stuff, that's okay. I can just move on, you know. And so I I love what Stacy Hall has really shown me. Um, I've I've been a a friend of hers, and she's mentored me for a couple of years, and I've really aligned with her her uh, go free strategies and, and how staying in my comfort zone can be possible.
0: Well, especially with your story and especially, you know, with the diagnosis of bipolar, that would be really mm-hmm. important for for you in, yeah. in your community and your family yeah. and your support system to still stay within your comfort zone, still be able to be creative as you are right. and still yeah. kind of stretch yourself a little bit when you feel comfortable too mm-hmm. and still have yeah. your core values and your beliefs in check and most of all, mm-hmm. have fun. Now, yeah. I do like the um uh, quote from Joe Fatale about the Power mm-hmm. of Yes series book as well. Mm-hmm. And he's from The Secret, uh, where he's mm-hmm. best known for. And he quoted... Mm-hmm. Dreams do come true. This book as the first, get this book as the first step towards expecting miracles. What a great yes. recommendation yes. from Joe Vitale from The Secret. And I just mm-hmm. think that is just a powerful statement and it just encompasses all all of the collaborative authors within this book and mm-hmm. their real mm-hmm. stories in the real chapters like yours, you know, working from mm-hmm. my purple robe, mm-hmm. you know, being mm-hmm. comfortable, so authentic mm-hmm. that you mm-hmm. feel so comfortable that if you do stretch yourself a little bit mm-hmm. outside of your comfort zone, mm-hmm. that you're still mentally intact, that you're still yeah. going to be able to function without, and you said it so well, without kind of feeling a bit icky right yeah without <laughs> right feeling, without feeling like you're not yourself without mm-hmm. having to check the boxes that don't feel mm-hmm. authentic to you and when yeah. did you first realize you wanted to be an author and share your story
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: well actually years ago before I even
1: knew about go for yes I I've, I have this book inside of me and and um i love children and so it it's it's about children and also i'm i'm working on a journal for for women but it wasn't until and it wasn't until stacy was talking about staying in that comfort zone and 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 um attracting folks and i am you know a part of all the things that most of the things she's a part of and so when i saw that opportunity i was like uh yeah that sounds really awesome um and so I, I just really, I, I know that books are forever and I know our messages are, need to be legacy built, right? And, and social media can come and go. And so um, when I, that possibility was in front of me, I was like jumping at it and, and knowing that, um, that I trust her and, um, and I love the
0: possibility of, of helping other people. For sure. And what was the most um, surprising thing that you learned writing your chapter?
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, that I was kind of
0: young, first of <laughs> all. I was, I was 18
1: when this opportunity came to me. And and being um, open to such a possibility was really cool, right? And the fact that network marketing is still around, you know, years and years after, um, I, and so that was that was one of the biggest thing is that I, I learned that I was I was young and that that network marketing is is um, something that when you find your right one, you, I'm, for me, at least I'm a lifer. Right. And, and I just mm-hmm. um, I, I thought it was really interesting that it it wasn't exactly my niche and, you know, I was 18, but it did come around again to me for sure.
0: And, I mean, Mm -hmm. network marketing has always had this, um, you know, this stigma of this, you know, the 1980s pyramid scheme and things like that, but it has just evolved so much as social media Mm -hmm. has evolved as well. So Mm -hmm. it's real people, uh, you know, showing up online to do real work. And this is what the Power of Yes uh, series, this is the second book in the series, really encompasses and the community and the support around that as well of building your network marketing business without leaving your comfort zone as the title invokes and uh, what do you wish the reader of your chapter will take away
1: Mm -hmm. well number one is that it's okay to trust your gut right and and be okay with even all the outside voices to literally just trust your gut because I even though I kind of went through the motions I still felt kind of off right and in the end I trusted my gut for sure
0: mm-hmm. well we're very intuitive women especially mm-hmm. are very very yeah. intuitive and it's just having mm-hmm. that awareness to to listen to what our body is mm-hmm. telling us to do isn't it or our mind yeah, mm-hmm. yeah definitely mm-hmm. It's openness just openness. yeah but what if right. I just take a look But what if this may be for me? We don't know Mm -hmm. if we don't try and things don't change unless things change. We can't keep doing the same thing (laughs) and repeating the same patterns and expecting different results, you know? Right, yeah. (laughs) If you just open yourself to opportunity, it is amazing Mm -hmm. where Mm. opportunities can take you as we've seen as a testimony to all of the collaborative authors um, in Mm -hmm. the yes book Mm -hmm. series as well and Mm -hmm. what have you got coming up in 2022 well um right now
1: i'm working on a, a facebook group called black business keepers and it's really unique group so what it is is it's folks from all around the world coming together and supporting Black businesses. So if you're an ally or if you're a Black person yourself, come through, come on over and and check us out. We're the 1st through the 10th of February and I'm highlighting Black businesses. So um, our theme is all about self-love, so self-care products for yourself, your family, and your home. So very excited about to feature uh, Black business
0: owners, for sure. Oh, that is fantastic. And uh, I'll make sure that we share this out into our Aboriginal communities yeah. within Australia as Thank well. Thank you. Because there is Appreciate so much um, mm-hmm. Indigenous, um, mm-hmm. some fantastic Indigenous entrepreneurs that would really oh, love wonderful. to connect globally, uh, you yeah. know, uh, with other mm. um, Black entrepreneurs as well. Because yes. uh, it is a niche and mm-hmm. it is so mm-hmm. needed, it's so needed mm-hmm. um, for yeah. people to connect with people on a different level as well. So yes. definitely yes. be um, sharing that out in the Australian Indigenous communities as well. Thank you.
1: I appreciate and,
0: um, that. I know that you are inspiring. I know that your story was, was hard for you to, to, mm. t- to say today and I know how much it means to you to really break that mental health uh, stigma. And Mm -hmm. this is what makes you Mm -hmm. real, Toriyani, because Mm -hmm. I know that this was hard for you to share. Mm -hmm. And even though you shared this story before, I know Mm -hmm. how much people will relate with you and Mm -hmm. want to be able to support you um, in your endeavours of um, still going through that journey. It is always Mm -hmm. going to be ongoing. And I'm so proud that you're wearing your story like a superhero cape and not an anchor. (laughs) (laughs) So um, thank you so much for that. And uh, we'll be sharing where to connect with you. You're appreciated here. You can find the Victim to Victory podcast series on YouTube, Apple, Spotify, and our Facebook group. And what kind of message would you like to leave our audience today?
1: Yes, it's actually a mantra that I learned from Stacey Hall, and she said I could totally use it. So here it is. No matter where you are in life, this is it. You are where you're supposed to be, doing what you're supposed to be doing every day in every way. And so if you feel like you're juggling all the plates and everything, if you can just, what I say is grow your roots, just literally plant your feet, take some deep breaths, and you can do my calming technique. And through your nose, and just do some finger exercise and just say that I'm where I'm supposed to be doing what I'm supposed to be doing. And every day, in every way, and being open to all those possibilities, things will flow simply for you with ease.
0: I love that. That is so powerful. Every day, in every way, you are Mm -hmm. where you need to be. I love Mm -hmm. that. Thank you very much. You're very appreciated. Please Mm -hmm. subscribe, share and comment to help be the change that the world needs, just like our special guest today, uh, Coriani Baptist from the US. And let me leave you with a message of step into your story, figure out who you are and do it on purpose. Thank you. Bye for now.